0: just a bit
1: outside. He tried the corner in this Yes, he did. We welcome back the man with the guns, and I don't mean he's a member of the NRA. I'm talking about those sweet guns connected to his shoulders. He is the one, the only, Coach Jim Toman. Coach, happy baseball season. Great to have you back with us.
2: Well, it's awesome to be back. I'm I can't wait until Friday. I mean, there's so many games going on. I got to figure out how to get to the, get them all on TV. I think it's ESPN Plus, but I'm fired up,
1: ready to go. Very good. I know you've been talking to coaches uh, around here and around the yeah. country to kind of get a feel for things. We just had yeah. Eric Backich, oh, you know, 44 wins last year. They they lose the regional at home. That was a big disappointment for them. But he sounds um fairly enthused about this team coming up
2: yeah i i really uh you know when i was at liberty my assistant was nick schnabel and that's uh that's coach back associate head coach so i got a chance to talk to him about clemson's depth and clemson's team and and they're fired up about the program so i i don't know what coach Backage said he i wasn't listening but uh yeah, I know Coach Novel was excited about uh, having a lot of different combinations, a lot of new guys, a lot of guys that got better over the summer, some guys that got healthy. But, I mean, they got a long, big – I mean, they got a great roster of a lot of talent over there. So I think they're fired up about it.
1: What about getting over the the bad taste of losing a home regional I mean, I know you guys won a bunch of regionals back at your day with South Carolina, but you, you came up short in some of them. Yeah. Getting over that loss because, you know, you're so close to getting to Omaha and, and then re-energizing. How difficult is that during the off season?
2: Um, Well, I'm sure any coach will tell you the same thing. That, that was last year. They're looking forward, okay, I, Someone told me one time, if God wanted you to look back, and put eyes in the back of his head. So yeah. he, they're going to look forward, and I'm sure this fall, you know, they're going to remember you know, this fall working out and what it felt like not to get to the Super and not to get to Omaha. And they can use that as a chip on their shoulder. All teams can. But, I mean, they had a great year. And Coach his first year, they started out – I think it was two and eight in the ACC, and I'm thinking, you know, they're not going to have any type of season. And they just got really, really better as the season went on. That's a sign of a good coach and good coaching staff. So, I think they're fired up, and yeah, they'll use that as any any bulletin board material that you can get as a coach. You put it up there because there's a lot of programs in the state that are really, really good, and they all want to go to Omaha and they haven't been to Omaha in a long time. Yeah, uh, other than I think Coastal. And I got a chance to talk with uh, Coach Snell uh, yesterday, the associate head coach, and Coach Gilmore. I talked to him as well. And I, I think they're the last team in the state that went to Omaha. That was 2016.
1: You are correct. You are correct. One more thing oh, on that. Clemson. Of course, they lose the the great two-way player in Grice, but they do have a player out in center field, Canarella, who's viewed as a first-team All-America. What a season he had as a freshman last year. And what about repeating when you're a freshman and you come out of the gate and you light everybody up and then you come back that sophomore year. But people now know about you and people are a little more prepared for you. I don't know. Does that play a role in how a second-year player like Ethan Petrie is probably going to have to face the same kind of thing at South Carolina?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, them two were great last year as freshmen. And you you don't see guys put up them type of numbers too often in college baseball as freshmen, and they were All-Americans. They're really good players. Um, I think Clemson has enough guys in the lineup around Canarella where it ain't like they're going to be pitching around them. I mean, they got guys up and down the lineup that are experienced and good players, and, and you know, as a sophomore, I'm sure the coaches will tell Petri and Canarella this, that, you know, we've got eight other players to help you play. You stay within yourself. You know, yeah, guys are going to throw you a little bit differently. They have rap soda. They have all the shadow reports now. They have you on video. They know what you can hit, what might be your weaknesses. The, the big key is don't put too much pressure on yourself and just you got to have fun to play this game. So if I was coaching them, my advice would be just have fun and play like you know, play, play like you're in your backyard. And uh, there's some dang good players in, in the state of South Carolina right now. That's for sure.
1: Oh, my goodness. How about the kid down at Somerville? How good is he?
2: Well, we would say you know, they're all they're you're talking about the high school players?
1: Yeah. uh yes, Was it? Maldonado um it's close to like Maldonado. What is his what's his name?
2: Uh well there's big big left handed hitter that's really good. Um not sure what his name is but you know his his little brother is really good right now is South Carolina's catcher. Uh, Cole Messina is the catcher at South Carolina, who was an All-American last year as well, and his little brother Carson is growing like ninety-seven or something like that, mm. and he,
1: he's at Somerville too. PJ Morlando, so PJ, PJ Morlando is who I'm talking about.
2: Well, yeah, he has a chance. You know, has a chance to be a first rounder, and uh, I don't think he. Uh, yeah, you know, he may not see college, depending on what type you know, what his family, what type of money his family has. But he, you know, he's going to be a high, high draft pick. I would assume.
1: Yeah. But
2: uh, yeah, there's there's players like that all over. Play. I think Will Taylor, over at Clemson, is going to have a heck of a fall now. He's he's done playing football, and he was really sought after out of a, a high school. But you know, he loved football, so he wanted to play both. But now that he's just concentrated on baseball, I mean, that, that's a pretty good. One-two points right there, Taylor and Cantarella at Clemson. Um, so these teams these teams are loaded. I mean, in-state, um, you know, last year three teams hosted, right? I said that all along, and I think there's going to be another three that are hosted. might be four in the regionals, and uh, I can't tell you exactly who's going to do it, but someone out of our state is going to go to College World Series. Oh. That way I can get there. And if I see you there, then you're going to buy me a ribeye.
1: So that's the Wait a minute. Okay? Am I buying you a ribeye or am I buying you a tomahawk ribeye?
2: Well, I, the bigger the bigger, the better. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a big guy. I need about 20 ounce, twenty ounces minimum.
1: Uh. All right, let's go to the Gamecocks because uh, we t- touched on Petri, you touched on Messina. Here's the question for them, for you, about uh, them. I mean, are they going to be – yeah. I guess the question will be pitching because it looks like they're going to probably hit pretty well up and down their lineup, and they got to replace some arms with some young guys. What do you think about uh, what they have coming in?
2: Well, every year you know, pitching and defense is going to get you where you need to go. Now, this year between Clemson and Coastal and South Carolina, you've got some really good offensive players. So they're all going to hit. And you can't win all the games 10 to 9. But I think I think all three squads, you know, they're 10, 12 arms deep. And it's just a matter of certain guys stepping up and having great years. And the key, as always, is just staying healthy. Or at least by the middle part of the year, latter part of the year, and get some guys healthy down the stretch. Uh, you know, it all comes down, you know, when you say baseball is, you know, you know, pitcher will beat beat a hitter nine out of ten times. Well, they got really good offense, and I think with they got several several you know pitchers back from last year that that pitched well. You know, because they had so many injuries last year. But I, I think they're probably going to run out. And I know Coach Kingston will tell you this, but they'll probably run out Eli Jones on a Friday night, and he has a lot of. You know, he has a lot of uh, credentials. In fact, you know, he has a lot of experience, and he's a strike thrower. Um, I I think they have a couple guys. They have a a transfer from Chipola Junior College that sat out last year after Tommy John, the SQ kid. I think he's going to be pretty darn good. Um, He's kind of a sinker-slider type guy. Um, You know, Becker was good last year, another quality lefty. Uh, the, the kid that transferred in from Notre Dame that was hurt last year, Kimball, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is another guy that can, can throw innings for him. They got a freshman out of Pennsylvania. I was talking to one of their coaches about him, uh, uh, Pitzer, a kid named Pitzer, who has a really good arm, and he's only a freshman. And then, and then of course, the portal was good to him. They, they got uh, the player of the year in, in, in the CAA out of College of Charleston, Ty Good. And he's picked a ton for Coach Holbrook and, and Will Dorton over there at Charleston, and you know they got him in the portal. has another year of eligibility, and they picked up a big lefty throwing 93, 94 out of Liberty. A kid name Gainey, and you know when I was sitting down with them coaches, you know they're fired up because they don't know exactly the rules yet. Very few coaches will know that until a month into the season, and sometimes it takes longer than that. But they had a list of 11, 12, 13 pitchers that they could help them. They got a, a lefty six-five named Martin. Uh, and, and you know, They're all the way down to talking to nine or 10, their 9th or 10th pitcher. And I said, well, you haven't even talked about Veach, who was a great closer last year. Mm. So they got him back with that change up and got a good curveball and his velo's lows up a little bit. And they got a kid that was transferred out of UGA named Polk. Who has a really good arm, but he'll probably be ready in March. Probably, had a little tender, but they got transferred from Virginia Tech. That I, my kids grew up with Tyler Dean and Team Virginia, and uh, he he throws like 96, and he's transferring in, and and we're you know so you don't know exactly who's going to step up, and the key is you know got to you got to find you know at least eight guys you know to give your main innings to. So if you start with 12 a couple get hurt and you still have 8 or 9 to get through the year then you're doing pretty well mm. but uh i think they they like they don't know the rules exactly that these players and pitchers will have um but they they do like the fact they got some good you know they got good stuff sure. and uh you new know, pitching coach coach williams is very good and i'm sure their pitching is going to be fine the key is to stay healthy
0: sure just a bit outside with Jim Toman here on Sports Talk tonight, getting ready for the uh, start of the Division One baseball season this weekend. And uh, Coach Coach Backage, and I think he was a little perturbed about it. I don't know if I want to put words in his mouth, but he was talking about the problem you have with college baseball starting in February, and it, it speaks to what you were just saying about defining roles. It's usually about into March or so. You kind of have to take it really, really slow with your pitchers in particular to get them ready for an entire season. Would college baseball, in your mind, benefit fit from a later start to the year?
2: Well, when I was at Liberty, I was freezing up there the first four weekends. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I made short of schedule. I, I, we went on a lot of road trips early in the game. And then when I was at Middle Tennessee State, then first four weekends were South Carolina, Georgia, or Florida. Because it, it is no fun at all to play college baseball in them early months. So, yeah, would I like to see that? Absolutely. And, you know, they start now middle of February. I I, I wouldn't mind them going all all the way to March 15th, put it back a month. But then you start running into summer school, you start running into the Cape Cod League and the summer leagues that have been really good for college baseball and for pro baseball. So it's a hard thing to do, but it, it's a very minimal they should move about to March first. But yeah. I, I would be all for more than that because I I definitely been through enough cold games, you know.
0: Yeah. You referenced a minute ago you've had a chance to sit down and talk with Coastal's coaching staff and Kevin Snall and uh, Gary Gilmore who'll be retiring at the end of the season. I'm guessing they brag to you about Caden Bodine and Derek Bender and Zach Beach, what they're calling the killer bees. A trio that combined for forty plus home runs last season and almost one hundred and ninety RBIs in terms of an offensive yeah. punch for CCU is, is. Yeah, I mean, is this as good as they have had in a while?
2: Well, they can always hit, and I know that because coaching at Liberty, I think they won about eighteen in a row against me. We finally got them on one Saturday and won the tournament. But they—they're always really good offensively, and they always have good arms, and they're probably to me. Coach Gilmore has built the best so-called um, mid-major program in the country. I mean, they, they won the national championship. They're always in regionals. They go to super regionals. They continue to keep recruiting and get good players. Now, last year, I was talking to them coaches. Of course, they're talking about all their hitters. And they ended up last year, they were fourth in the nation offensively. They scored 9.2 runs a game. Mm and they were fourth. Well, that's great. That's last year, though. But they've got seven out of their nine hitters back. So, yes, they're going to really hit. And, you know, you got two catchers in Bender and Bodine that one hit 19 home runs, one hit 11. I mean, they're, they're pretty good. That league has gotten really good, you know, because South Alabama's in the league, Old Dominion's in the league, Troy's in the league. They picked up Southern Miss,
0: mm-hmm. Coastal.
2: They were ranked last year, I think, in the RPI. You can look at it for conferences. I think, I think the Sun Belt was uh, fifth in the country last year. So, and then last year, the, the strength of the schedule, you know, Coach Gilmore um, and Coach Snall, they always want to recruit good. And that leads to, and they go in the conference and they've already seen all them good pitchers. Um, and it helps to have a beautiful facility and being in Myrtle Beach and warm weather. But their they out of conference schedule last year was number one in the country.
1: Yeah. So, that doesn't surprise A lot of
2: good baseball. He'll yeah. He'll, a lot of good baseball.
1: He'll play anybody. All right, real quick, we got about a minute for you. Any final thoughts here? Uh what did we call those last year? Uh
2: Tome and Tidbits. Let's go. Tom and over Tidbits. Here. Okay. Got about a minute.
1: Tome and tidbits.
2: Holy cow. Okay, well we talked already about uh uh, number one straight to schedule last year, non-conference for Coastal, Sunbelt ranked fifth. But the the big tidbit for Coastal Carolina is you're talking about a Hall of Fame coach, Gary Gilmore, that is winding up an unbelievable career. So hats off to him. And, you know, I'm praying for Gary. I hope he goes to Omaha in his last year. That would be a great way to go out. Uh, tidbit for Clemson. uh my butt Nick Snobble, their, their their associate head coach was one of my assistants at Liberty. The guy's a stud, he's an infield guy. Last year they, in his first year as the infield instructor at Clemson, they were uh, they, they had they set a school record for fielding percentage last year. Now they've lost a lot of them infielders, but with Coach Snobble and Coach Leggett working with the infielders, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna they're not going to make many years again next year. Mm. And uh, their second baseman last year, you might remember the little kid, Riley Bertram? Yep. He, he's a, he's an assistant coach at Xavier who was in a re- regional final last year. So they got their hands full. And uh, their second baseman is a coach for Xavier now. So I thought that was a good tidbit. Very and, you great. know, Jack Leggett is helping coach over there. He's on the staff, in uniform, in the dugout. And, you know, it you know, you, you take over a job like that and you get Jack Leggett to help you out, it's pretty dang good. <laughs> um, he, heck of a staff there. Uh, the last one, uh, South Carolina, they actually they scored 8.2 runs a game last year, as you know, and they were the only team in the state to go to Super Regional. Now, Monty Lee is known to be a great hitting guy. They got basically everyone bat, I mean, except for Wimmer, And the McGillis, who was hurt, you know, a guy that broke his arm or hand or whatever. Mm -hmm. But other than that, too, they have pretty much everyone back offensively. So, I think with Monty working with the hitters there, I think they're going to get after it. I'm going to come down. I'm only two and a half hours away. I'm in Lake Waccamaw. I'm going to watch all these games. I'm going to be down and checking them out. I was at Coastal last week, and the week before that I was at South Carolina. Um but here, here's my last tidbit. I know I got ten seconds, or I'm probably over eight. Uh, there's going to be one, there's going to be one team from South Carolina that goes to the World Series. I don't know who it's going to be. I think there's going to be three or four in regional, and one or two in supers. But someone is going Omaha
1: because Phil Kornblut is going to buy me a Omaha trip. <laughs> let's go. If that's your motivation, then let's do it, Coach. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you next Monday. Appreciate All it, Coach. Right,
2: Appreciate it, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Guys.
1: Coach Jim Toman, he can eat a tomahawk, too, in one setting.